0: This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Vortex Optics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles. I'm feeling a little fired up today. I don't know why. Uh, actually, I know, I know a little bit why, right? So, <laughs> I... I I got online and I started uh, just typing away and looking at things, looking at how other people perceive late season hunting. And it kind of got me a little fired up. If you go back to 2020, uh, 2019, 2018, 2017 to 1990, the, every damn article you'll ever read is going to say the same damn thing, and it is blah blah blah. Deer are slaves to their stomach. Blah blah blah. Uh, find the food source. Blah blah blah. And, and and for the most part, they're right. Right. Or uh, here's a here's a great one. This was a couple of years ago. This guy was writing an article about <laughs> giving advice on late season and the premise was he had a 10 acre standing bean plot that he planted specifically for deer hunting that he roped off until after he killed his bow buck on his private farm pulled the stakes out and then that's what held the deer he waited a couple days went out with a muzzle loader and shot a uh, a big buck why don't why don't you do the same thing why aren't you doing that why why don't i do that and it just blows my mind, right? It's like that's not advice. That is not advice. That's hey, look what I did with, you know, whatever it is. I'm trying to be relatable here in in, in this episode, and I'll be completely honest. I'll I'll throw this out. You're probably not going to be successful late season if uh, if you have had trouble finding deer all through the rut, uh, uh, early season, and you're still having trouble getting into a post gun season. Uh, a post-gun season type scenario here where the deer have just been piss-pounded for however many weeks. Uh, and that's the same thing with Iowa where we are getting ready. Let's see. I'm recording this the day before first season shotgun. Three weeks are going to go by. Uh, for the, I think it's just under like a 21-day period. But we have first season shotgun and then we have second season shotgun. And the deer... And, the deer are going to get pounded because there's there's driving in Iowa so unless you have a a private farm or a lease where you you get to dictate what pressure is on that farm and you have food plots and you have standing corn like congratulations that's that's awesome that you have the ability to do that and I will be completely honest if I ever get to the point where I can afford to have my own property or have a like get permission on a landowner's farm and uh plant some food plots or talk a farmer into leaving some standing crops up for me and rope them off and save them for late season man i'm gonna try to do that straight up that's how i mean that's how you you get deer you know the food the the slaves to their stomach thing is correct so that's what we're going to talk. That's what we're going to talk about today. Before I just completely black out and forget to do the rest of this uh, episode. Uh, this is an unfiltered episode. So you, uh, if I get too fired up, you may have to earmuff the kids. I do not give a warning out. By the way, I'm just going to mark this episode explicit. Uh, let's get uh, commercials done real quick here. Blah blah blah. Oh, here they are. Nope. I got all these damn papers in front of me. And I'm never organized. I even cleaned my office. I had two mice. <laughs> my my office is in an attic above my garage, so I turned half of that into my office. Put a space heater up. I got an air conditioner up here, very comfortable. Uh, I got all like pictures of all my deer. I got all my favorite shed antlers, and then a pile of the shed antlers that are, have been chewed or they're small. I got my uh, favorite set of two favorite set of shed antlers. I got one behind me. It's the biggest matching set I've ever found. And then another really good matching set in front of me. And that's the one I found, like my wife found one side and I found another side. I got, uh, the buck I just shot laying on a table in front of me, not whole, just the skull cap. And, uh, I, I got this, uh, deadhead I found I'm guessing he's like mid 160s mid to low 160s found him dead beautiful 10 pointer and uh, I spray painted it gold it looks awesome as hell so I I pressure washed it I cleaned out you know cleaned out all the gunk off of it let it dry up and then I spray painted it gold dude it's it it is awesome and I'm going to use it in decoration somewhere and then straight across from me is my South Dakota buck from this year Absolutely, just like memories all around, and this is my office, so uh, I love it. So, anyway, what was I talking about? We're gonna go right into a really quick commercial, uh, right here, and that is Hunt Stand, uh, huntstand.com. If you're looking to pick up one of the best mobile apps that there are for uh, uh apps for mobile hunting, or not necessarily, goddamn, I can't even talk right now hunt stand you need to go to huntstand.com read about the, this hunting app it is one of the most functional and robust hunting apps that there is and you can read all about it at huntstand.com sn20 for 20 percent off lone wolf portable tree stands badass tree stands you guys, if you listen to this you know this uh lone wolf is my my other appendage four sticks and assault is what i use if you want a bigger platform get the uh get the alpha and if you want to save money you can enter the discount go discount code 9FC21 and that's going to save you $50 off all orders over $200 wasp broadheads absolutely destroy whatever they hit american made the uh a majority of their heads are american made i uh, slaughtered my deer this year both of them with a jack 3 blade jackhammer oh, just Destroyed them. Uh, discount code nine. The number nine followed by the word fingers. Twenty twenty one, and that's uh, the number nine followed by the word fingers. Twenty twenty one. Twenty percent off. Ozonics. Huge fan of ozone. Using ozone to not only uh, cover my scent while I'm in the tree, and uh, actually. I keep it on while I'm walking to the tree. I also uh, clean my clothes with it. So it's a dry wash cycle, put it in the dry wash bag and you can get a free dry wash bag with a purchase of one of the units. Enter the discount code NFC 21 one. And then we have our title sponsor vortex vortex optics.com. Awesome optics, awesome uh, range finder. And I got a couple products here that I, I'm not supposed to talk about right now, but so keep, uh, you know, keep posted for that Exodus trail cameras, uh, Every day, uh, I got a couple cell cams out right now. Most of the big deer that I've been seeing are nocturnal, and we're going to talk about that today. Uh, Exodus uh, trail cameras, exodusoutdoorgear.com. And if uh, you are looking uh, to pick up uh, a crossbow, not only for yourself or maybe for a fellow hunter, that can't necessarily draw a compound bow back or just once is new to the hunting game and a, a crossbow might be a little bit more efficient for them, check out Excalibur Crossbows, ExcaliburCrossbow.com. Check out the new Twin Strike. That son of a gun can carry two arrows, has two triggers, and you can you can shoot two arrows uh, initially. So, All right, so I went kind of off a little bit. And while I was reading those commercials, uh, I calmed down just a little bit. Let's talk about late season. All right, so let's talk about the season as a whole first. We have early season, little movement, and then we have this big bell curve, right? We have little movement, little more movement, little more movement, more movement, the most movement, the most movement, movement peaks, movement peaks, a little bit less movement, less movement, less movement, little to no movement, nocturnal, right? We're we're back at that again. So and then now what you what you do is you add a whole season worth of pressure on top of this no movement. And in my opinion, due to weather conditions where it gets extremely cold and these animals have to reserve their uh uh reserve their energy, right? And if there's a lot of snow on the ground, they have to go look for food, right? Right now in Iowa it's gorgeous outside. It's like 50 degrees maybe 55 degrees and sun shines out they're probably sitting up there on a north facing ridge just chilling just waiting to get pushed into a trap (laughs) uh, during during gun season and blasted but as the as that pressure adds up they're going to go find little nooks and crannies where the the pressure is not and then they will just go look for food from there once the season is over or once the the gun season is over and all the pressure stops these deer are are back on that bed to food pattern bed to food pattern and and for the most part my trail cameras are showing that's what's going on right now ruts over for the most part you might be able to catch a doe coming back into heat in the next week or so if they miss you know if they miss being bred the first time they might come back in uh in november they might come back in now i've actually seen that before i've seen um One doe. I think it was like December twelfth. To be honest with you, Uh, I went to. I had one night I could hunt. No, it wasn't December twelfth. It was so it would have been before the shotgun season. Anyway, I, I right before the the shotgun season, roughly this time of year, I had a a hot doe. A doe that was. I'm assuming she was hot. There was three or four bucks. Nothing big. Nothing that I was interested in shooting, but nonetheless. She, there was a little bitty rut going on with this one doe and these four bucks and, and they were on her and they were chasing and, and it was cool. It was cool to see went back out there the next night dead. Right. And I think I'm almost positive. I saw that doe again, but what do I know? Not shit. So, um, food is King, right? So, and pressure dictates movement and weather dictates movement and food source dictates movement. My experience is that, you know, if there's less pressure, the deer are going to be bedded closer to a food source so they don't have to use all this energy. With that said, they're going to find good cover. Right, they're gonna they're gonna find uh, they're gonna use the same terrain features, work the same terrain features. They're gonna work the same edge, you know, and and this edge may change from the last time that you were out in the timber because uh, it could be thick and nasty in one area. Now the vegetation's gone, and now they're they're maybe up a little ways into the thickest part. Right, not necessarily the the leafy part, uh, and then into the wide open. It might be just a little bit up further up the up the terrain, down the terrain, wherever wherever they feel the more the most comfortable. But for the most part, I think they're still going to be using the terrain features the exact same way that they did October, November, December, and so on. So, here's what I would do. This this is me, and this is what I've done in the past. I don't have the luxury of food plots. I don't have the luxury of being the only hunter on a property. Uh, so, after the shotgun season goes out, I'm gonna go out probably the the first morning of the last day or uh, the day after shotgun season is out, and I'm gonna go put out some trail cameras, and I'm gonna I'm gonna check them regular regularly. Right. Because I have to go to the ATA show this year. And so um, my late season window is going to be fairly short. I'm going to I'm going to walk the fields. I'm going to see what kind of grain waste we're dealing with here. Uh, I've noticed that in the past on the farms that I have access to um, the grain. Like if the snow goes up too high, they they skedaddle and they go to a different uh, different farm. One that doesn't get that gets more sunlight and the snow on the fields. Isn't near as uh, st- stacked up, right? So the sun can melt it a little bit more. So I'm gonna put out trail cameras. I'm gonna try to locate a buck. I'm gonna try to um, put it in a. I'm gonna try to find a scenario where I might be able to track that uh, particular buck back to a certain ridge inside the timber, because um, as we know, just like early season, the the movement isn't gonna be starting until dark check out those south facing slopes in the sun thermal cover uh this last winter was a heavy snow winter and i went in there when i went in and started to shed hunt basically what i was doing is i was specifically shed hunting beds or 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 bedding areas looking for areas where the deer dropped their antlers in and around a bedding area in a snow in a in a specific bed even so i got a good idea of where these deer are betting in the coldest nastiest snow wind uh you know really cold temperatures heavy precipitation areas so that's where i would probably start right about now and it all goes back to the same type of hunting strategy that i would use going into the uh, uh early season deer aren't moving they move now they're not moving again So it's a a run and gun thing, man. Uh, I'm not going to be sitting field edges just because I'd be wasting my time. I probably won't go in as early knowing that deer movement isn't going to happen until, I don't know. It's not going to happen until late uh, in the day, right at last light, even in the timber, right? They're going to stand up. They're going to go eat it's going to be dark by the time they get to the food source and then they're going to come back now in extreme conditions where we're we're talking like negative temps they may get they may get up a little early but still most of their movement might be in the in the timber like I said again this is my my experience with all this stuff if I had a uh, manicured property uh, with no pressure at all then they might be getting out you know a half hour to an hour before daylight, and just devouring whatever stand, standing food that there is. But now with with no precipitation or no snow on the ground, it becomes a little bit more difficult because um, you know there still could be acorns on the ground. There still still could be what oh, I forget the name of that plant. It's uh, green honeysuckle, I believe it is. It's like green all year round. It never the leaves never really brown and fall off until way late into the into the winter so like right now i could go out and find some some green right i know they eat that i know they eat uh buds off trees i know i mean they eat a lot of stuff this time of year when there's no snow on the ground put snow on the ground then they start to concentrate and that's honestly going to be the best bet uh, when, when they concentrate and they go from food source to food source, catching them in that concentrated food source is going to be your best bet because what you're going to be able to do is, you know, snow on the ground equals a roadmap to where these deer move and where they move heavy, and you can just backtrack that in to where they're going, set up on the maybe the first night, set up on a ridge where the trail is, I don't know, far away, Go go maybe 50 yards into the timber, set up, and then they, if they start coming through, then you're like, okay, well, it's too late or, um, I need to get in earlier, uh, or whatever, or, or go in deeper. So you go in a little deeper and you basically just ease your way in. Um, you could, you can be aggressive this time of year, right. And, and, and try for the, like, I don't think the bump and dump is going to work this time of year. And the reason I say that is because a bump and dump works great mid season and during the rut when they bump up and they're like, Oh my God, I got to go chase some does or I got to go make some sign. They're not doing that this time of year. So they're scared. They leave. And then like my experience, they just don't come back to that area. And if they do strictly nocturnal and then you've lost them forever, right? Or they, they may rebound, but they're only moving nocturnally. They may shift off of onto a different property into a different thicket. And again, there is uh, no, I don't know, there's no chance of getting them. So this is where I would stair step my way in and not necessarily go in for the kill right away unless I had data or I had a sighting of what I would need to do to go in for that kill shot. So, and, and I hate to say this, but man, late season hunting is, is kind of boring. Uh, it's fun. If you get into that routine, the running gun routine, like you would early season, but man, if you're hunting a foods, like if I was hunting a standing cornfield or a, uh, a bean field, I don't know, man, it's just, I don't, why is it so boring for, for me? Maybe it's because I had, I was heavily moving all around all, all winter or all fall and then it gets cold and then it's just like, it's a different, it's just a, it's just different. And I think it's boring. So I don't know. I got to I would do a lot of scouting as well. So I would go in, you know, if, especially if there's no snow on the ground as a roadmap, I would be doing a lot of scouting, looking for fresh tracks. I would be looking for, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be in necessarily in there trying to kick up deer, but I would be looking for fresh tracks. I'd be checking my trail cameras way more than I would, uh, in October and uh just trying to get out there and go now if you're if you are a muzzleloader hunter or a gun hunter in this late season then you could probably play off a little bit i mean you have a, a a lot wider of a range when it comes to your weapon so your your strategy doesn't necessarily have to be near as perfect because you can reach out and touch something but if you're an archer you still have to relate back to that early season tactic and that's getting in close with a limited time frame uh, of when these deer are going to be moving so All right. Uh, I've already bitched about how all the articles are about the same damn thing. Uh, And I think I I really don't, I want to keep this episode short because I think the rest of what I have to say would just be complaining and bitching. But um, when it comes to pressure, like the deer don't take shit anymore this time of year, they're gone. Like they get bumped and I know they're like, Oh, it must be nice to hunt Iowa. Yeah, it is awesome. It's awesome to hunt Iowa. I live in Iowa. I get to hunt Iowa. That's awesome t- for me. But once the party hunting starts in Iowa, it's a completely different environment, right? It's not what you see on the on on TV anymore. Deer are kicked up from one property to one property and one property and you don't see you don't see the deer, you know, they're scared to shit. They're they've been pushed all over the place. And the next thing you know, it is, uh, um, but the cool thing about that is you could, that could kick up a different deer on the property that you have access to. So while I've said all these things, you got to be ready to go at the drop of a dime. If let's just say, I don't know, something happens, you check your trail camera the night before you get a deer on uh, a shooter on trail camera, you best believe I'm going to be out there the next night trying to figure it out trying to figure it out now early season right early season you heard me talk about not uh not doing any observation hunts right if i'm going to go in i'm going to go in for the kill right this is i think this is a little bit different of a scenario if i'm going to do an observation hunt i'm probably going to do it late season uh, sometimes they're warranted. Sometimes if there's enough info or, you know, your property going for the kill, but if you're hunting public or a brand new property, late season, you might get, you might be able to get away with a uh, one evening hunt, maybe even a, or one evening observation hunt, or honestly, maybe even a morning observation point, which sparks another idea. If I didn't have to work and if I didn't have kids, I would get a, I would get a tag. I would get my late season tag. I would have my bow and I would hunt morning and night and morning and night. And I would hunt morning and night, all late season trying to locate a different deer just like I would if I was going out of state somewhere. But because my schedules is messed up and I've already burnt all my bridges on my Western hunts and my, uh, my rut hunt here in Iowa, that might, that's, that's just not feasible anymore. So, I probably would put more stock into evening hunts. But if you locate a deer coming out of his bed, why not try or his bedroom or coming to a food source? Why not try to backdoor where he came from on a morning hunt and catch him coming back? And I'm sure he'll be back at right at first light or maybe even before. But you get a good idea of what's coming through. Once the sun comes up and maybe you can see something standing up or maybe you can, uh, I don't know, just get an eye, more of an idea, pieces of the puzzle together, put the pieces of the puzzle together. And, uh, I don't know. I think like they make it sound, people make it sound like late season, unless, unless this it's doom and gloom. No, dude, it's all up to you. All you have to do is go out and get it right. It's like, well. Because I've kind of done the doom and gloom at the beginning of this podcast where I was bitching about it, but you still have to go and make an attempt, right? If you decide, hey, I want to get a late season tag, or if I want to try this, I know that there's been pressure. I know the deer movement is limited, but I also know where deer historically move. I know how deer use terrain. I know where the edge is. I know where the food source is. I know this, I know this, so you what you know and what you don't know and you add it together in an equation and out pops a a possibility and and you you apply that possibility to your to your farm that you have access to or public ground or whatever so that's me i don't know really what i said just now it was more of a blackout like if i was trying to <laughs> i was trying to impress a girl at the bar i might have i've have said all of those things but but um you know as soon as the shotgun season is over, I'm gonna have two weeks maybe before I have to head to the ATA show. So I might I'm just gonna trail cameras, trail cameras, and I'm just gonna see what's available. And uh, if there's something available, I'll go after it. If there's not, I won't. Pretty simple. So good luck to you. Right? Don't be afraid to go in and make a mistake this time of year. Um, go in because the the alternative is the end of the season right uh, the end of the season and if you're patient 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 oh shit! One day now what so i would be aggressive this time of year as and what i mean by that is hunting as much as you possibly can but make sure you have conservative actions with that aggressive time in the woods if that even makes sense i don't even know if it made sense to me but that's what I'm talking about. So with all that said, good luck. Make sure you don't take any shortcuts. I know it's been a long season for some of you. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. Um, man, don't give up. Because something could happen. And the only way that it could happen is if you're in the timber or out in the field trying to uh, trying to get it done. So good luck to all of you. Be safe, especially if you're a gun hunter. Shit can get crazy uh, this time of year. Uh, you know, you already hear rumblings of, Oh, so-and-so got shot, you know, bullets flying over my head, this and that, this and that just be safe. Nothing is worth getting shot over. And, uh, you know, uh, this, this might be depending on weather, it might be an opportunity for you to get your kids out. If it's not too terribly cold, or if they're tough kids, my kids are kind of wusses. So, uh, they, I don't think they could handle the cold. Like, uh, I know some tough kids that could handle the cold, but my kids are, they're not really tough. My youngest son is. He, he would stick it out, I think. But uh, he's he's not quite ready yet. He'd be too loud. Other than that, good luck. Get after it. And a huge shout out to the partners of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Huntstand, Lone Wolf, Wasp, Ozonix, Vortex, Exodus, Excalibur. And huge shout out to each and every one of you for taking time out of your day to download and listen to the Nine Finger Chronicles. Again, go get it just go and get it get aggressive go and get it go kill something launch some arrows if uh if you haven't killed one shoot it shoot something that makes you happy shoot a doe shoot a doe i mean sometimes guys hold out for uh uh, big giant bucks well if you haven't had a big giant buck maybe there's not a big giant buck in your area go kill something that uh, makes you happy and that could be anything Whatever, whatever you decide makes you happy is what you should shoot. So uh, good vibes in, good vibes out, and we'll talk to you next time.